0: You gonna oh. Alright, yeah, we started. Bro. Be patient, man. Be patient. I've been, right, been dealing with kids all day, bro. I'm not my patience is gone. That's
1: sad. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm
0: <laughs> coaching basketball,
1: so. Anyway. I mean, anyway. at least he knows when to use it. Facts.
2: Apparently. Alright. Damn, I hate y'all. I hate when this happens. Now I don't remember the, uh how to do the intro. Give me a second.
0: You hitting that J? You said what? You hitting that J? <laughs> <I doubt it. laughs> all right, welcome to another
2: episode of the Traveler Hoopers podcast. I am your host, Alan Pettigrew. Let's go ahead and get into this. I right, wait. Never mind. Y'all can introduce yourselves. I guess.
1: What's up, y'all? I'm Calvin McGowan. I I don't know. I don't have a whole lot to say. I watch basketball, uh, and it and I have and I have thoughts and I have thoughts. That's all I got. <laughs>
0: What's going on, y'all? This is Philip Dixon, aka Mr. Egg Benedict. You know what I mean? So uh, let's get it.
1: Nobody knows what you mean.
2: <laughs> you, you're, that's stressful. Anyway,
0: uh,
2: before we started this, we were talking about
1: oh my god,
2: uh, the most all-American teams we've ever seen in the East NCAA, who have been serious threats to win the championship. We started off talking about Gonzaga, who looks amazing this year. We're talking about Jalen Suggs, the freshman that already looks like an NBA player physically, Mm. taking all type of contact. His Mm. first bucket was an alley oop dunk on Marcus Garrett. You know that, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, wasn't weren't they considered Marcus Garrett like one of the best perimeter defenders? Like last year. He is in college basketball. So that that is just like a crazy like first opening bucket, like. Just like, the symbolism of it is amazing. And then just like the stuff that he's doing in transition and like just not being able to get stopped at the rim with Kansas being so physically strong. But yeah, it's really what what, what is it, Corey Crisper?
1: I think it's KISPR. I
2: think it's Yeah. And Drew Timmy, the real faces of Gonzaga. It was just comparing them to the 2011 Duke Blue Devils who give me the same vibe when their best players like Nolan Smith and Kyle Singler.
0: Yeah, and the Plumleys, Mason, and Miles with the Seth Curry there as well. And Seth Curry, so light skinned, uh, I ain't gonna say it, but uh, uh but you know, very um, all American. You say like like if you hit a Duke team this 2011 Kyle Singular team is, like, the reason you hate Duke teams. You know what I mean? Because. Depending on how old you are. Depending on how old you are, but, like, you know, people of our age group, right, 2011 is, like, what, 2011 I was a junior in high school. So, like, old enough to be paying attention to that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I don't know. It's like when I was playing at Fisk, right, and we would play against a white team. Like, when we, like we play against a black team, um, we would just, you know, we go out there and, hey, you know, like any typical game, you do it, whatever, right? And then we would go out there and play, like, a white school, whatever, with, like, one black kid or, like, no black kids, whatever, an all-white team. And we'd go out there and, you know, you had certain dudes on the team being like, no, we about to whoop them. We about to whoop these white boys. Woo! You know, they, they getting hyped about whooping these white boys. And then the white boys play so fundamental and whoop us, which happened a lot, a lot. Like, it happened, like, way too much, and it's so demeaning. (laughs) Like, you really feel, because you more, you know, in warm-ups, you over here doing, you know, the the DeMar DeRozan 360 layups, and you over here doing the -the between-the-leg dunks and all kind of stuff, and they just spot-up shoot. One dribble, right hand, spot up shoot. You know, it's it's basic fundamentals. All of a sudden, you get out there, all the flair and all. Don't even matter. Don't even matter. And I will tell you right now, as a person who played basketball for their whole life on a lot of black teams, getting beat by an all-white team is one of the most hurtful. It it, it hurts you on the inside. Like, getting beat by an all-white team really hurts your inside because, like, man, this is America. You've been watching basketball your whole life. You know, the best players in the world are just black. You know, excuse me, all, all, most of college players are black. And all of a sudden, you like, you know, you, you just fall in line with like a mindset that came before you and has been there for a long time. And then it just hurts, man. It just really, really hurts. And so for a lot of people, that exact same mindset correlates to how they feel about Duke as well. In terms of like the whiteness of basketball, I guess, if you, if you want to word it like that. Um, and even though Duke even though Duke has had really good players, um they're still more adamantly like even though they won a national championship with what's his name who went to uh, Minnesota, the point guard, Tyrus, and then uh, he who, who what's his name I'm losing having a mind part. Say it again?
2: Tyus Jones.
0: Tyus Jones and um Jill right? they National nice Championship, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, Duke known for J.J. Redick, Grayson Allen, and uh, Christian Lantner. You know what I mean? They're, they're known for those players. For whatever reason, Coach K had a lot of good black players, but for whatever reason, they're known for those players. And, and so, when it comes to Duke, that same like whiteness mindset of basketball fits into that situation to a T. And I think that same situation has not been toward hasn't been the case for Gonzaga because Gonzaga is always like on the cusp of winning the national championship, but like rarely wins the national championship. But like now, since they've been so good for so long and they continue to be as good with a bunch of white players, it's gonna, I, I, I foresee that exact same thing happening to Gonzaga that has been the case for Duke.
1: All right, so, um, one Phil said, it'd be less than everybody. You go into a game, arrogant, you're going to get your feelings hurt. Um, two, I think the thing with Duke and, like, those players that, what, J.J. Reddick and Leitner and, um, what, Grayson Allen and them is, like, it's not just, you know, they're white players necessarily, but they adhere to, I guess, a state, I guess some sort of preconceived notion in our minds of what a person who goes to Duke would look like. Um, and the kind of, in the kind of image that they would project, you know, kind of a preppy white dude and whatever. And they're also good at basketball, much as, like, basically no one on planet Earth wants to admit it who's not a Duke fan. And so, like, they go, and, like, they hit up your team for like, 20. You're going to remember that, and you're going to despise them off that, off that alone. So... But I, I'm honestly not sure it's going to be a thing with Gonzaga, though. It might. It wouldn't surprise me. But, like, a lot of Gonzaga's, like, a lot of their more recent success, it's not like it's been a team full of just, like, white players like that. Um, I'm glad I mean, for like, a long time, yeah.
0: For a long time, in like, my mind? Shoot. Kelly Olenek? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like,
2: here in Spokane, Washington.
0: Yeah, ain't, no, ain't ain't no brothers out there.
2: <laughs> not even so much. There's none. There's like, have you ever heard of Gonzaga until like recently?
0: I mean, um, I, like, recently, like I couldn't right. until just now. I couldn't tell you where Gonzaga was.
2: <laughs>
0: like I, I, I
2: had no idea <laughs> that Gonzaga was even an option until like 2014 when they like popped it. up in like, NCAA tournament. All right. I don't know.
1: They've been, like, historically
0: good, but I, I just... I didn't know. But, they were, but, they've
1: had,
0: but they've had that notion of, like, being... Not that notion. They've had that stigma, I guess, of being good at, like, a pretty much mid-major conference. You know what I mean? So they have... So, like, they, they, they've been tainted a bit, but in the last four, three years, that, like, has gone away. So, like, no one's giving them that excuse anymore. Um, And that's why I see them be going in the same direction as, like, a Duke because of um, the direction their university in itself has gone in terms of their basketball, you know, um, integrity, I guess.
1: I feel like they would have
2: to win for, like, at least another 10 to 15 years for that to actually set in for people. Like, get a whole generation where it's, like, removed from the fact that they remembered. what, What For
0: our generation, that's already been the case.
1: But, like... But, like, the thing is, like, when I, when, like, I started paying attention to Zaga, right? And this is randomly, this was, a uh, I I think because, like, Hashimura showed up, and then, and I'm like, oh, this is interesting, they got a player from Japan, and he's like, oh, he's black, okay. Um, but, like, also, like, the team was good, and, like, they had enough, and, like, and like in that whole stigma of like being in that mid-major conference is why like they schedule their non-con like they do. Yeah. So that stuff is brutal. Like, what they they just got done playing what two ranked team, and they got a, and they got the number two team in the country on Saturday. Like, they it didn't. It's not so much they no longer have that. It's like they have gotten to a point where like those big teams are willing to schedule them, um, and because those big teams are willing to schedule them, people are going to come and watch those games because there are Kansas fans. There are Baylor fans. There are Wisconsin fans. Like, fans of those big names, of those, like, more big-name teams. And, like, you're going to remember, like, a lot of people remember Gonzaga because they're good, and they probably beat the te- your favorite team at some point or another in the last couple of years.
2: hmm Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't remember my point anymore. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> just went off a rant.
1: There was a point. I just I, I don't remember how to tie it back and whatever it was we were talking about. I forgot.
2: Gonzaga. Yeah. You talking and about like, hanging the, the whole time? So <laughs> I,
1: well, <laughs> really I mean, <laughs> but like so, because like the thing is that they weren't scheduling like they schedule. Like the the it's not like the, like the perception of them would still be the same, right? They'd just be like, oh, you just, you know, beat up on, like, your crappy little conference or whatever. Yeah. Like, make sure to schedule tough as hell in the non-conference so that people can't just be like, can't, like, say that. You can't discount the fact that they ran through their conference for, like, the last decade, right?
0: Because it's... The Japanese dudes, when you started paying attention to to Gonzaga... mm
1: hmm
0: the job what, when he, what about him? When you started paying attention to Gonzaga?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wasn't like, two years yeah. ago?
1: Nah, so he got, he, he was in, like, last year's draft. I, he was a freshman. Like. Okay. And I just ran across his thing or whatever. I don't remember how.
0: Yeah, because I remember Gonzaga from Kelly Olenek. That's when I started paying attention to Gonzaga, and I don't even know what year that was, to tell you the yeah,
1: That was, been that was before then. That was before me.
0: Uh, I think that was like 2013 yeah he's been in the league for a while mm-hmm. but you know Gonzaga has made their they're not because they're not a butler right they're not a Wichita State they're not a person that's like good but like they had like a crazy two year surge they're above that in a, in, a, in a sense to where that surge has just been incredibly long for a more of a mid-major division uh, school, right? So, now they're taking that, those steps to not just be, and they have been taking those steps, to not just be in that same category as those schools, but to be up there with the Kansases and you know, I like in the uh, Dukes and the North Carolinas and things like that,
1: so. I mean, you're going to get the opportunity to be up there when like you make a national championship game and most of the, those players stick around the year after.
0: But. but, but like they were kind of up there beforehand and I, I don't see that changing uh, because like Butler was up there for like two years and that's like it, mm-hmm. like it. And they could have pulled a Butler, but they, they haven't. And I don't see that happening at all, honestly, uh, from the, in the, in the, in the trajectory that they're going.
1: Fairness, I'm pretty sure Butler's tended to remain good, but like unlike Butler, though, is like Gonzaga's had the same coat since like the nineties. Like Mark few has been there basically our entire lives.
0: But like Butler stayed good, but like Butler only had two years of elite. Like truly elite. And they got lucky they be there. Gordon Hayward, you know, whatever. But Gonzaga has, like, constantly – or Gonzaga will consistently be on that level, especially if they keep recruiting the way they're recruiting.
1: That's fair. But, like, I'm saying, though, like, the thing about Butler is, like, Butler will get good coaches, right? And then some, you know, other, like, high major team with, like, you know, one of the name brand team, what have you, will just come and be like, hey, here's a bunch of money. Coach us. And – You know, dudes leave, and like you gotta go and find someone else. And it's hard to, like, it's hard to remain good like that, or like at that. I don't make hard to remain at that level if you don't have that consistency of coach. Like dudes that go to Gonzaga want to get coached by Mark Like if they didn't, they would simply go somewhere else. It's not, it's not about the like a Gonzaga brand necessarily though like they kind of have one at this point but like it's because of that dudes go to Gonzaga because of the coach and, mm-hmm. because, it, and because he has, it consistently makes a good team and they're going to get to constantly play the best teams in the country
0: yeah you're right uh, can, I, can, I, can I say this though
1: mm-hmm.
0: this isn't about Gonzaga so this might be a switch and tell me if you agree that's not, this might not my navvy. it will definitely be a switch tell me if you agree or disagree Coach Calipari won't win a championship again. And it's because he has lost the luster of the one and done uh, coming here and being prepared to go to, you know, uh, the NBA for that one season. That is, like, like that aura about him, 2012, 13, 14 15 possibly, that's gone. And other teams have caught up in terms of recruiting tactics and, uh, and understanding what makes the player of today click. He was the first one, but others seem to have picked up the baton that he accidentally dropped.
2: <laughs> John Calipari in Kentucky has stayed a consistent top three Um, recruiting class, like, since they started all this in, like, 2012. I just don't know if we're looking at the same caliber. Because it's – he's still doing, like, almost enough to get platoon systems, like, year after year after year, and they stay longer. I think who is coming to recruit, I think that's, like, the different type of dude. Like, um – Like, you'll look at recruiting stats and rankings from, like, the last 10 years pretty much. He's still getting those top 10 guys. It's just, like, you're noticing more of them have to stay. Mm. Like, I almost think he's, like, less of the dudes who know they're one and done. Like, John Wall already knew. Like, John Wall almost did not need to go to college to be considered a, a high-level draft pick and i feel like the people who are considered high-level draft picks they don't got to go there because they don't have to learn how to listen so <laughs> when did the drop-off happen then
0: because you could make so an argument it happened <clears throat> in like
2: 2017
0: you could make an argument that drop-off not well the drop-off right the drop-off happened with the harrison twins
1: well, like, that was the first the Harrison time twins a...
0: were the first people, besides uh, Terrence Jones, oh. that stayed for a significant amount of time, being more than one year. Uh, after uh, uh, once he, this whole like platoon type of recruiting started happening, when he was at, when he was at Kentucky, well,
1: like the like he he did run that first like platoon system or whatever they were calling it with the Harrison twins yeah. and like what Booker. And Euless. was, uh, well, wasn't Cat on one of those teams? Yeah, Cat was like
2: 2015,
1: 2014. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I okay. think I think what happened, just like y'all are saying a little bit, like to some degree, teams caught up, but not just Team Duke mainly caught up. Um, and like. Because, like, the thing is, even as we say, like, you know, he might have lost in the he's recruiting, you know, slightly different dudes who might stay longer. Like, the thing is, it's – I guess while we're talking about recruiting specifically, it's still – like we said, they've still been very, very good pretty much the entire time. Yeah. Um, so, and I think – and, like, even then, like, a lot of the, his most successful team had dudes that stayed, like – to like an like a, like into their sophomore year or like had a junior or two on the team even if they weren't necessarily the starters.
0: Yeah, that's true um yeah, the only reason I said the Harrisons though is because of that staying more than one year and being a high level draft pick or not high-level draft pick a high level recruit coming out of high high school and then because before then he was you know, like, it was, like, air one and done. And, like, I would say, but in, 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 like, players like Willie Colley Stein in 2012 stayed for, like, three years, right? Like, three or four yeah. years, or whatever. But at no point was he on the same level of recruitment as the Harrison twins. So, because, mm-hmm. so, so, like, I just think the tiers are different. Yeah. Once that upper tier started to stay a little longer... Then it was like, oh, what's happening here? And then other people started getting number one recruits, and other people started getting, you know, you know. And I mean, I, I mean, oh, granted, I think the decision making of some other of some other kids made that happen also. And you could say Ben Simmons helped with that launching point of just like literally just disregarding Kentucky, like no matter what, like, like he was like, I'm going to LSU. He disregarded Kentucky. Like, and he, and he, what was that, 2014, 2013, 2014, whatever it was? Nah. Um, yeah,
1: I, th- I think you're right. No, I, I think he might be a
0: 2015 kid. Let me check.
1: Like, the thing about him, though, is, like, didn't, like, LSU, like, hire a relative of his, like, put a relative of his on the staff or something? Yeah, he, he,
0: had, he had connect to the coaching staff, but still it was just, like, a disregard, right, because he was – he was a notable player that, like you know, you would think would go to Kentucky as like a number one, number two player, whatever it is. He just said no. Like he just really just said no.
2: But it was never in the
0: like Calvin was saying
2: it was never in the cards for him. Like even as like a junior, or sophomore, like he had family there.
0: Like like everybody. Yeah, knew. But but even 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 with all the other outside, I want to say influence. I want to say influences outside situations. That he didn't go to Kentucky, he still didn't go to Kentucky. And so like I think that has I think that had like a a, you know a big aspect on it. Cause Michael Porter Jr. can say the same thing with like there are a lot of high level level recruits that went other places. Uh uh, and you know, yeah, they still have people like, you know, Darren Fox and whatever, but uh uh by the time he got to Darren Fox, it was commonplace for a lot of the top recruits to not get to not go to Kentucky.
1: Yeah, like the only other place they're really going is like Duke, though, and like some of it, I think like it's like at a certain point, like kids start making decisions, and those decisions influence other kids' decisions.
0: Yeah, I mean, but like
1: that, but Kentucky already has the best point guard in the country headed their way, and you are number two. Why would you want to go to Kentucky? Hey, what are are you talking about?
0: Was Aaron Fox number?
1: number I don't know. I'm just, I'm just just, hypothetical.
0: Yeah.
1: Hey uh, mm-hmm. Philip, on this one, go look through
2: two things. Um, your logic gives Calipari a two-year, where a two-year run where he's just the dude at Kentucky when it comes to recruiting, and that is far from quite true. Because you're giving him 2010, 2011, 2012, but if we're still talking about I'm like. I'm
0: not saying that. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying that. Because he had patch 2012 in twelve. Because he had, let's see, he had the any Towns year. He had the Devin Booker year. Is that, the same, is that the same year? Yeah. I don't the same year. The Kyle.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, and then the year after that, he had. What was the year after that? Wait, I, mean, I don't have it in front front of me, so I can't really tell you. Uh, but it it was definitely more than that stretch. Like I'm yeah. not saying it was less than that stretch. I'm just saying, like, throughout those stretches, you start to see a little – because even when they were – because, like, even, like, uh, early on, like, it was like – like, even the way people talked about Calipari and talked about Kentucky were just different because he was just scooping up the best and the number one recruits and all kind of stuff. Like, like like the way he was presented was even di- – it was just different. Like, but, I, but, you know, you were there. You had to kind of be there to see, kind of feel that, 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 that energy, Right. But then, in the la- I would say in the last four years, three years, that that energy just hasn't been the same, and you can kind of just t- and this is literally like the last like three three years. So I'm not saying I didn't give him a two year span. I really gave him like eight years span, really. You know what I mean? Not, not like. So how can
2: 2012 be the year? My bad. I feel like be, I'm only being at, because, like
0: that detail there. I mean, I'm only using 2012 because of Anthony Davis. That was 2012, right? Or 2012, yeah.
2: No, Anthony Davis was like 2011.
0: Man, you said that as if, it, oh, I was way off. Yeah. I, no, I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I, I was,
2: You're saying his recruiting, what you said was like the recruiting thing. My bad. I, I think I'm, I'm getting bogged down in details, but like, yeah. nah, man, he was getting like top five recruits up until like literally, like the drop off is 2017. That's that's when it's 2020. That falls in line with what I said. I said last three years. I know. At the end, you. <laughs> I'm not arguing with you.
0: <laughs> uh, no need. No need. But yeah, all I'm saying is the aura of what Perry was it's not the same as what it is now. So that's, that's like that's like as simplistic as I can make that argument. No,
2: okay. I, I completely agree with you on
0: that one. It's... <sighs> that brotherhood finally
2: falling apart. I love it. Yeah, go everyone. Come back to Kansas, yeah.
0: I mean, Bill like Selby doesn't roster. have a great track record with one and done's either, so.
2: I'm not worried about that. I just want to have a really good roster.
0: That's that's what I'm here for. Look, if you want to be a strong four-year player, come to Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, if you look at Josh Jackson, look at Josh Selby, uh, Kelly Oubre, Came here and did his own thing, but also you can make us. You can make the exact same thing about Cliff Alexander. Like you know what I mean? Like one, Billups one and done track. Xavier Henry is not good. Like it, it is very bad in terms of like succeeding in the NBA. Uh, it's not Really,
2: hey, your college coach's job is to get you to become the number one pick. It is not for you to make sure your career is a success. That's not
0: his job. That well he, is, he ain't great at that either. That's not his fault. He's not great at that either. That's his hey, all, I don't I first of all I don't I don't technically agree with that statement because I think your job as a college coach differs depending on what college you're at. Yeah. In University of Kansas, Bill Self's co- job is to win a national championship. That's his job. He's won one. So like he hasn't even done good in that aspect. He's he he wins a lot of games. Uh, yes, one hundred percent. He wins a lot of games, but he's won one national championship. And look, when I was Lawrence, <laughs> they're still playing the tape from the two thousand eight uh, NBA Finals. NBA Finals, Jesus, in, of, of the of the championship game in the Walmart, like, like it happened yesterday. Like in terms of that, he's it, it's still like okay, whatever. Like we we want national championships. He's had teams that were good enough to win national championships. He's happened to run into. Some juggernauts. <laughs> unfortunately, I unfortunately, well, I'm saying juggernauts. He lost to Stanford with Andrew Wiggins, and he lost to, uh, hold on, Oregon that one year with Josh Jackson, and then he lost to, uh, who was it that he lost to? He uh, also to He lost, to a, he lost to a, a multitude of people. Um, so you can make like you can make an argument that he hasn't done, he hasn't held himself up to the grace of standards, Bill southwise when it comes to. His his job as a college basketball coach, um, uh, so yeah, you could make the argument honestly, but you know, sir, argument <laughs>
1: that is that is a terrible argument. Like I get, with, like I get the whole thing. Like, well, one, first off, I'd just like to say that while you're right to some extent, at the end of the day, the ultimate job of all college basketball coaches is basically the same, to win games, and then ideally, win a championship. Alright? Bill Self, what, he only, what, only has one? Yes, yes. Alright, yeah. That's still better than, like, basically every other coach. Except for, like, what? uh, K... Um. What well, Williams? Yeah. Um. Uh, buddy at Villanoa, like basically, there are only him. a handful of coaches that have done that have won more than one at all. All right. And oh. like, it and like the thing is, there will be people who complain like this and say like, he's done a terrible job because we don't have enough rings. But like, who's gonna do a better job? Because that tournament is a super fickle thing. One so, game and it's over. One so game and it's over. Yes. Sir. So question.
0: Mm-hmm. So, if I had to ask you, what is coach? Okay. So let's not pretend like all coaches are pretty, or not all all schools in terms of basketball, um, in terms of basketball um, royalty, right? are created equally. Right. Let's that's, that's not even pretend like that's, a, that's, that's even a question. Okay. If you're talking about college basketball and the coaches in college basketball, there are certain ones that are put on a pedestal above the others. They, mm-hmm. they, they just are, right? And right. with Bill Self being at the University of Kansas, especially for how long he's been there, mm-hmm. he has put himself on like the top tier, the S class tier of college coaches. If you're on that tier, if you're Roy Williams, if you're Coach K, if you're Bill Self, it is championship or bust for you. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on your perspective, that is that but but that is a reality. Um and there's not many people up there, right? Who would you say is up there? Duke, um, North Carolina, in terms of basketball. Um, UCLA. Uh,
1: They're delu- that, that fan base is delusional right now. But um. I, know, I know,
0: but but like in terms of just like school, right? But UCLA also doesn't have the uh, coach with the tenure of somebody with Bill Self, right? As Bill Self of Kansas. So if you're looking at people with tenure at a school who is also top tier, you're only looking at a at a select like a like a very 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 few people. And it might be only Coach K, Roy Williams, and Bill Self. Like it might be just those three who are on the top level. Izzo. Coach, say again.
1: Tom Izzo, Michigan State.
0: Oh, Tom Izzo too. My bad. My bad. Uh, hold on. Tom Izzo's one for sure. Tom Izzo's one for sure. And Tom Izzo, Tom Izzo, uh, how oh, I
1: many championships he has?
0: How many I can't figure he's
1: got, out. He's got one, I'm pretty sure. He's he got one? Yeah. Like, here's the thing. A lot of those dudes with the tenure like that, they have a lot of wins, but they don't have a whole lot of hardware. Because the hardware that we're talking about is very, very hard to get.
0: Okay, I'm trying to find how many national championships he has. All right, so he has a national championship in one. He has one in 2000.
1: Yeah, I'm saying he's got one.
0: He has got one in 2000. So, so I could. So like, I, I theoretically you could make the same argument about Tom Izzo too. Like you could, and Tom Izzo's been at Michigan, Michigan State longer than Bill Self has been at KU. Um this, this is this a small list of, of, of championship or bust people. And he fortunately put himself in that position. That's a good thing to put yourself in the position. But once you're in the position, what happens? And he has in the tournament he's just been underwhelming for a significant amount a significant amount of time. What is finding is. Is
1: underwhelming? Say it again? What are we defining as underwhelming? Is it just like he didn't win the title that year? Like, is that the only definition of this or our argument? Not okay. Or- so,
0: like sometimes, you know, recruiting classes, it depends on recruiting classes, all that kind of stuff. But he's had recruiting classes to when he should have won a championship. And there was no ifs, ands, or, or buts that. There are no if, ands, or buts about that. And it's known. He should have won championships. He had opportunities to win championships with championship level teams. Say it again?
2: don't win you championships
0: every time. You're right. It don't win champs every time. But he's had enough times to where he had opportunities to win it. And for some reason, he has come up short every time.
1: Bro, all that has to happen is you get unlucky. Somebody yeah. gets hurt. A shot goes down that, like, shouldn't have. And, like, that's it. That's your, that's your season. That's your try at it.
0: And that can't be
1: underwhelming when you should have won? I'm not saying it's not underwhelming. But it's just like, no, no,
0: what is your definition of underwhelming? For these four coaches that we named right now, <laughs> underwhelming is not winning a championship. For those four coaches, you could make a different argument for other coaches, but for those four coaches, it is winning. It's a championship or bust. That's what it is. And Tom Enzo honestly hasn't had phenomenal recruiting classes. He's had good recruiting classes in the last, was it, 20 How long long has he been at University of uh, Michigan? He's been at Michigan for 25 years since 1995. He's had he's had fine recruiting classes for most of that. Yeah, like he's had fine, right? He's recruiting. Uh, classes he's got crazy over the past
1: like. Oh, Jay Wright, I can give you right.
2: Yeah, Yeah, right. Like Like, Jay Wright, he's got multiple titles. Yeah, he he got the back back at Villanova.
0: Oh yeah yeah right, but Villanova has won. And Allen's a, a Kansas fan. You know off the top of your head immediately at least four years to where he should have won a championship. And the reason they didn't win a championship was no unlucky it, – it was nothing unlucky about it. Uh, They should have won. What
2: are but, the years where he should have won?
1: Um, Andrew Wiggins' year?
2: The one uh, where Monroe B's back was broken.
0: That doesn't even matter cuz they were killing without him. Well, They're their starting center's back was they broken. They were killing first of all, they were killing that, no, 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 no 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 no. No 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 no. If you're going to use that if you're going to use that argument, that that is the argument of somebody and I know you I know this isn't even you. That is the argument of somebody who went back and looked at the rosters of that year, but didn't actually watch the games? I know you watched the games. Andrew Wiggins was wilding, but Andrew Wiggins scored like five points in the game in, in, in that game against uh, Stanford. He scored nothing against Stanford. It was all that's all coaching preparation. That's all putting your, your player in the right spots because he only took five, so, seven shots that game. That's to okay, cool so. putting in the position to win.
1: But, well, here's the, here's, here's, here's the thing. You're right. Coaches put, coaches put players in positions to win and be successful. But, and, like, and if memory serves, one of the criticisms with Wigan was, like, he would disappear. Like, he would have games where he just didn't show up. And, like, as a coach, while it is your job to, like, do everything you can to get your players to perform, like, at the end of the day, you can't take the shots. You can't make the shots. You can't play the defense. You can't grab the rebounds. You can't get the steals. Uh And so if that is just a thing Wiggins dealt with and, like, where, like, he would just not show up, you can do everything you can to, like, try and mitigate that. And, like, if he's having a night where he doesn't show up, you have to game plan around that. But it it is not necessarily your fault that your best player, when he got touches, did not take those shots.
2: And your second best player, which is Joel Embiid, who is your backup player to get the points, has a broken back.
0: Okay. I'm going to disregard <laughs> the Embiid thing because watching that whole entire season, they were cooking without him. So, like, it's fine. They're cooking against good teams without him, too. In the game before, not the game before, it was, like, like a few games before. Andrew Wiggins dropped 45 on West Virginia. Boom, 45, 45, and then dropped, like, seven, five points, whatever it was, against Stanford. So, like, that's one team. That's, that's one team. The ben, the ben McLemore year, when Trey Burke hit that bonkers shot, that falls in line with the lucky and the uh, – that, that's all process, right? Like, they mm-hmm. that falls in line with that process. So I, I can kind of see that when it comes along with that. Um, cause that, that was, I don't think I've been that upset since, to tell you the truth. Oh, uh, but, uh, uh, they had the Frank Mason, less Frank Mason's last season with Devonte Frank Mason, Devonte Graham, they last season, they, they, they should have won that year and they got beat, Who did they get beat by? They got beat by Oregon because that, that, that was Josh Jackson's one and done year. That was Josh Jackson's one and done year.
2: I think that was 2018 because he came out in that in that uh, crazy little draft, yeah.
0: Yeah, that was Josh Jackson's. Uh, and you know, you can you can say whatever you want about Josh Jackson in the league, but Josh Jackson was killing in college. You know what I mean? Like, dude, you, you can say whatever. I, no, 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 you can't say whatever about him in the league because you definitely can't say he's good. But like, you were know, like, he's in college. He was killing. Like, he was really, really killing these dudes. Um, so that's three years right there.
1: Um am trying to go top of my head. Um, oh, they got the crap beat out of them in the Final Four against Villanova. What year? Uh, that oh, was- oh, this is uh, that year he was talking about. 2017 oh, yeah, 2018 season. <clears throat> but Villanova was 18-18. also a juggernaut that year. Like, they
2: could not lose. Like, no. that's, that's ooh, a ooh. really – Villanova was supposed to beat us. Like I'm pretty sure if you look up the like whatever the Vegas betting things is, little double. That's so funny that your buff scratched their heads at the same time. Um, Little was supposed to be us.
0: We over here that uh, you were seeing those uh, those NBA videos of people doing the same for the same time. That's what that was. But but I mean, look, you can go through. I I I don't. I just don't have the 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 rosters in front of me at what years, all kind of stuff, but. I guarantee I can find more years in the last fifteen years that that should have been the case for. You know what I mean? And you can in and, and the one championship that he did win, he won off of that lucky shot. So you know,
1: or look, look. Sometimes, but, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good.
0: You're right. But look, but Duke went and um, Duke lost to Lehigh. <laughs> Right, it's like a the first round or something like that. Duke came C. back to win a couple I've years heard. later. You know what I mean? Like Duke came back to a couple years later. Um, North Carolina. Okay. Roy Williams has three championships. Bill such just got one, and he's up oh. in, and he and he put himself in that top tier of coach. So I'm not. So oh. it is what it okay. is.
1: Okay. He's well, won a I lot here's... of
0: regional games. He's like uh, he's won a lot of games playing against K State. He's won a lot of games playing against Baylor, who was not even a threat until the last, like, eight years. You know what I mean? He won a lot of games playing against uh, uh, Iowa State. He won a lot of games playing against uh, MU back in the day. But once he once once started playing teams outside of that area, outside of the, you know, Big 12,
2: right. yeah, you- you're trying to make me look at Bill Self, funny and I refuse. That's my coach, son.
1: hi here's here, here's my thing, right? Because you can, like, well, two things. One, there was this quote in Sports Illustrated. It was um, it was an article about um, <coughs> dang it, what's that what's that dude's name? Uh, Robin Williams. Plays for Charlotte. Uh, played at Michigan State. Um, Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges. And, like, one of the things that they said that um, Izzo had told him, like, because, like, dudes will, you know, like, dudes will come back, like, try to win championships and all that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Izzo told him, look, if you're coming back just to try and win a championship, like, leave. Because too much has to go right. Like, at the end of the day, with it, a lot of stuff has to go right. You have to get good matchups. People have to stay healthy. Like, occasionally, you just get lucky. A, a, like a team will just get lucky. No wonder and you
0: want one talking to kids like that. He's
1: tripping. It's the reality of the situation though. Help me out. Right? Like, like the only, like most, there are a lot of teams that were supposed to win that were expected to win their tournament that year that didn't. Because the tournament, you get one shot to beat a team. All right. You only have to mess up once. Yeah. That system and is
2: not built for winning. <laughs>
1: like um like shouts to Jay Wright for doing it multiple times and Coach K and them but like that is a wildly difficult task to do it more than once at all
0: like
1: and like here's here's my thing here's my thing if if you want to say if you want to say like Bill Self underperformed right and like you are entitled to your opinion I think that people tend to have unrealistic Unrealistic expectations of these things, but you're entitled to your opinion, right? Who would you who could you actually get to do a better job at Kansas? Like, who could you actually get who would do a better job and win the and win those titles that you say they should have won? You get
2: a million dollars. I can do better than
1: exactly. that's the thing,
0: man. I don't the know, thing. but I'm also not in the hiring process. If I'm hiring process, I find somebody. Okay, then hush up. And then your team at <laughs> the
1: trash for years, and y'all would cycle through like three coaches in four years, right. and you'd be UCLA because who've been like mediocre for like the last ten years.
2: Hey, his joint gonna oh, look like no. coaching been... when he first got there. Somebody played five games. It's like we need another coach. I'm like, why? Hold, <laughs> hold they on,
0: they don't on. even offense yet. They've been that mediocre. They had those Lonzo. They had that Lonzo ball year.
1: Haven't had nothing since. That- and they had much before. Like <laughs> they had Alonzo. Before Alonzo, they had what Kevin Love and Russell Westbrook. Oh, shit. Don't don't do my
2: man Shabazz like that. Shabazz Muhammad was there for a year. Okay, they didn't do, like, do well. They, but he
0: was like,
1: like, don't, don't do anything. your man
0: Shabazz, who was twenty-four, trying to be eighteen-year-old. Like like Shabazz over here. What That's your through. man's. That's look, your man. Like, like you want to hang your hat on Shabazz?
2: Listen to me. When I was watching Shabazz play in mm-hmm. what was it 2012? Was it? No, it was before that. It was it was before 2012. Yeah. Okay, so I was like 14. Shabazz Muhammad was a god to me. That dude was six eight and could do everything. He was super athletic. I was like, sign me up. Oh, I, that
0: was when a, you. Was, that was like when you were too young to realize that exactly. left hand had no right, and like you didn't like like he had no right hand. Like he I, was I just he said, didn't how- have a right hand. That's why when I mean, he was that's why when he went to the league. He couldn't do nothing because he had no right hand. And he's not James Harden. He 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 barely Michael Beasley. You know, or not Oh uh, yeah, that's just definitely not Michael Beasley. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> like he like, yeah, you were too young to appreciate the flaws of Shabazz Muhammad. But, you know, we all have we all had those players growing up. He just What did you say?
2: I could have swore up and down. There was no way he no Nerlands Noel was better than him that year.
0: First of all, <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> Let's <laughs> never, In, Let's never I forget calipari Noel though. Noel's year. Let's never forget that. You said what? Let's never forget that calipari Normal Noel's year. That, oh, I, I that year was
1: they didn't do well because he got Noel got hurt early.
0: They didn't he make it to the he No, early. he played the whole season. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, he,
1: he, he got basically he got hurt and like They didn't make it into the tournament, they lost in the NIT. Oh,
2: no, he got hurt in the NIT. I think he
1: got hurt in that game. He played the entire
0: season, he was just a boo boo.
1: He got hurt before the NIT. I remember that.
0: Oh Uh, my gosh, I remember, I remember people like he stopped, he stopped people wanting to have flat tops and playing. (laughs) people have flat tops go out there. Noel stopped that. They said, Oh no, we good, cut that thing off real quick. That was nuts. Yeah, that was a bad year.
1: Yeah, he tore his ACL against the Gators in February of yeah. that year. Oh,
0: I do remember that. He did tear his ACL. Because uh, so he had his first season off of the. Uh, he... mm. wow, I forgot about that.
1: Damn. I got sad. I <laughs> <He> got sad rules. i going to have the podcast
2: on a sad note, unless you mm. got something else.
1: Um. What was it I want I didn't want to cover a couple things um so McCore maker is currently out with like a groin injury that was apparently bothering him for the first two hours first two games um he, okay um like he I, I'm just like I guess y'all have no thoughts like he like he actually looked pretty solid like his numbers don't really show it because like he didn't really get enough touches in places where he could really be effective. And, like, there were possessions where, like, they just didn't pass him the ball for reasons God only knows. Um, But, like, they don't look like a total dumpster fire. Well, <laughs> if they can fix the rebounding, they will not be a total dumpster fire. Like, the, his teammates look like they can get to the point where they can play a little bit. Like, they've showed a little, but, like, if they don't fix that rebounding, it's gonna it's gonna be a long, long year, that- with or without it. Hmm?
2: Is Howard coming out the Miac
1: this year? If they don't fix the rebounding, no, not at all. <laughs> no, like here's the thing: I have never, I don't think I've, I don't think I remember watching folks literally watch as the rebound hits the floor and like not going to get it.
0: Like I, it's a. I coach my kids to do that.
1: You it's, are. They're just to do that, mess, But it's, it's great, no, like, it, but like, they don't really box. It was, and it's like it's a team-wide thing. Like they don't really box out. They don't hustle to the rebound, and like it hurt them a lot as a team, both with him and without him. Um, it's like you can't just like let dudes come and keep getting offensive rebound. You, you can't win games like that. Yeah. Um, but M- Maker himself looked pretty solid. would be better if he got more touches. I think they should put him in the high post because then it gives him the option to do all the things he probably wants to do anyway and like it's an, it should be an easier pass to make than trying to get it to him in the post um, but also the point guard has tunnel vision so Let
2: me see. Uh, it
1: happens yeah uh, what Memphis is Playing very selfish offensively, they lost games they didn't have to lose. Um, they got utterly destroyed by Charles Bazzi. Um What was it? I think it was, what twenty-five points, fourteen rebounds, and like seven blocks. I hmm. think that's what I said. Yeah, it was something like that. It was somehow like stuff. Like, like um, but like they. Let Felkovich play offensively. not going to win the game. Um, like I mentioned, Bassey is a problem, of course. Um, fam played Georgia. <laughs> Georgia didn't really, at least like what? You feel a like being stupid. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, like, like Georgia, like Fam looked like they'll be pretty good. Georgia is they're, they're going to get destroyed by Kentucky and Tennessee and Florida and probably Alabama. Um, oh, and LSU. I forgot about LSU. Like, it's going to be a long year for Georgia. Um, it, it'll be a much better year for fans. Um, let's see. Anything else?
0: Oh, I have something. I have something. I meant to mention this last week,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but uh, I just remembered. Um... Don't be surprised if injuries go up in the NBA this year because of how quick this turnaround was from season to season. I get they're trying to adjust or readjust, I guess, for the, you know, the future seasons to get it back to where it should be. But the turnaround's so quick this year that I would not be surprised if there was an abundance of of unfortunate, I should say, injuries when it comes to NBA players.
1: Oh, that reminds me. Um, something I mentioned to Allen. Well, actually, a couple things. Well, first, something I mentioned to Allen was I felt like Sam's best player, MJ Randolph, plays like Jimmy Butler, like stylistically. Um, mm-hmm. But I say that segue because I thought about it, and what they're doing, like what Miami has going on, is what Philly should be trying to do, like as long as they're trying to keep their two best players. Players. Damn. Granted, like it's not one to one, but like two players who don't shoot with shooters. <laughs> like wild concept. <laughs> also, Marcus Gasol uh, signed signed a deal with the, like uh, signed a contract with the Lakers. Um, who should have kept Howard? doesn't I thought Howard left, though. Like, he signed a contract with uh, Charlotte or something.
0: So? Philadelphia.
1: All right, thank you. Philadelphia.
2: You still need the Lakers to look bad.
1: But how does that make the Lakers look bad? I don't know.
0: The
1: gonna...
0: Lakers aren't going back-to-back. Back. I'll say that right now.
1: Uh, Okay, why not?
0: Uh, I, I genuinely, this is going to sound, I don't know, this might sound nuts. I genuinely believe losing Javel McGee did a lot. like I like he for his job he did a lot for that team for his job. um I also think long term they should not have let Avery Bradley go. I think the only reason they were successful like the bubble was the reason that it was easy, as easy as it was for them to get to NBA Finals. Like, it is what it is. Some players get fueled off the crowd energy and all kind of stuff. Not everybody has that dog in them. We already talked about that. But every Bradley, once the crowd comes, you're going gonna to need somebody like that on defense to go against the other team's guards. Um, I'm surprised they did nothing with Kyle Kuzma, to tell you the truth. I am surprised that that was the case. But I'm definitely one of the biggest reasons they won't win is because Rondo's gone. Yeah. yeah. Rondo being gone does a lot. Like, if Rondo's not there last year, they don't win. Like, they don't win if Rondo's not there. Uh, When Rondo wasn't playing, you saw how they played. Or even he was hurt. You saw how they played. He comes back, once again, you saw how they played. Rondo... Was an engine for that team that they didn't have, right? They had, yeah, they had LeBron, yeah, they had AD, but Rondo was out there destroying, doing Rondo type things. And Rondo type things are intangible things that might not even show up in the scorebook, but it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna rally a team and make them strive to the highest degree, as long as they're not named the Dallas Mavericks. Mm Um, um. And I think that losing oh, like was a huge loss for them. A huge one. Yeah.
2: Because I like Schroeder, who's supposed to be replacing um, <clears throat> Rondo. But, like, yes, he's an upgrade, at, like, as a scorer. You can get him throughout the entire season and the playoffs. It's
1: not
2: but he, he ain't got that defensive lockdown. He ain't about to orchestrate the in no. offense. Schroeder's a
0: good, a good player, but... You obviously saw him have upgraded with Chris Paul last year um, in terms of just, like, you know, the little things. Um, and you can make an argument in terms of leadership. Chris Paul is better than LeBron James. LeBron James just happens to be built like LeBron James. Chris Paul just happens to be built like Chris Paul, so he gets injured more often. You know what I mean? But you can make you, you, you can easily make, a, in terms of a leadership argument... You couldn't make that argument. Um, So I guess we'll see what Dennis Shooter does for the team, but I don't think what he does best is what the Lakers need.
1: Uh, That's very fair. Um, Oh, yes, also, um, what, Boston is shipping off Hayward to Charlotte for what, I think a pick, and apparently – and there's something I think like it's gonna create some sort of massive what like trade exemption or something.
2: Yeah, like 25 mil. It's, yeah.
1: it's like, almost crazy. Oh,
0: oh, the Pelicans also got uh, Willie Hernandez as a center. He just signed today, and they signed that from uh, Portland. You know what I'm talking about? No. They, they, they he started a couple games in the uh, in the playoffs. Uh, big man. Like, kind of erratic. I can't remember his name. He was kind of erratic. I don't
1: Uh, know.
0: Yeah, like dreads or long braids. I don't know what they they call them. Winion Gabriel? Like, real tall, skinny. Yeah. They got him. And that just adds, they're trying to put big men up there. They're trying to load in on big, big men to surround Zion with that literally just for defensive purposes only. That's really what they're trying to do. In, you know, in terms of what they're doing, that kind of makes sense. Especially when they have enough they have enough scores. They score fast uh, enough. They, sc- they, have, they, have, they, have, they have good shooters. They score fast enough. Now they're trying to work on the other end. So for them, that makes
1: sense. Yeah. I do have a question though with that. Right? Wasn't Jackson Hayes more or less supposed to be that guy? Like who brings the defense?
0: Yeah, but he's still he's really raw as a player, like really, really raw. So they're besides Stephen Adams, who's here on like a two-year deal here, like I'm there. <laughs> you yeah. know, like Stephen Adams on a two-year deal. Everybody else is on like a one. So they're just trying to make Jackson Hayes grow a bit more before they put too much on him because he's not everybody else. You know what I mean, he's not a Lonzo, he's not a Brandon Ingram, he's not a like, Zion Williams, he's not even a Josh Hart. <laughs> And, uh, sorry. Uh, Josh Hart's so trashed. Most
1: people are Uh, older than him, so.
0: Yeah, he's just a really raw player. So they're trying to just hone him a bit more before they put all that uh, pressure on him.
1: Okay.
2: All right. If that is the wrap up, uh, I just want to shout out a couple freshmen who did really good in their opening debuts. Um,. one, Jalen Suggs, that 24 against Kansas. Bruh, that is incredible. Uh, your opening points are a dunk on one of the best perimeter guards in all of the NCAA. I am extremely impressed. Uh, Jalen Johnson put up really big numbers after being injured his senior year, proving that he's still a DJ Stewart, who's backcourt, court, bait, whatever you want to call it, 24-9. Uh, Cade Cunningham. Big six seven guard and really watch a lot of his games for averaging twenty. 20- Call <laughs> oh, this man big sexy. Oh, big six seven, bro. Like, I was you know, like, what are you talking tools? about, dog? <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. But uh, averaging twenty per <laughs> game, uh, he's he's just a really, he's just like a really outstanding talent. And once you see him, you gonna get it. Yeah, that's my wrap up for the freshman. Oh And gosh. uh. Oh, y'all gotta look up Josh Preston. Like he's the he's the hot story in this early NCAA season. Um if y'all haven't heard about him, basically as a senior, uh he did not do well at all on varsity. Then he did a prep year and they had him on the C team for the prep, but he made like a highlight reel of like the kid of Colorado. Is
1: as- it what? The kid of Colorado. Uh,
2: no, one Ohio.
1: Ohio? Okay, yeah. my bad, my bad.
2: And um, he has one of the funkiest, weirdest, most awful games to watch I've ever seen in my life. But it is so productive. It is a really funky, just... If he, like, literally listening to the story and watching him play, if he was not 6'4", 215 pounds, there would be no way he would play division one basketball but very interesting story very interesting player uh let's go ahead and get out of here thanks for listening to another episode of travel hooper
1: hey, done- hey, real, quick, real quick real
0: quick hey um everybody watch out for my christmas ep that's dropping in the middle of december so uh be ready for that I'll buy it up
2: at least tell the people who you are, man. How you how you gonna cut me in the middle of my like my turn off speech
0: It did just not even tell the people who you are? Hopefully they just deep into it, they know who I am. No. Uh <laughs> Phil Dixon. They don't even know. The uh name P Dizzle P. is my P is my singing name. Um, uh, you know, just got a little something coming out, a little project, a little Christmas Carolyn EP coming down the road. Uh, gonna drop middle December a couple weeks. So watch out for that because you know your boy got them pipes uh.
2: I'm so glad your computer went off at that time. Calvin um,
1: <laughs> well, um You know once again I'm Calvin McGowan. Um you know if you're on YouTube like share and subscribe listen to this wherever you listen to podcasts I guess. Um <laughs> Yeah. I guess. I'm just supposed was to, like, unprofessional. I'm sorry. I don't know all this. I know. I know.